Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose. Today we want to talk about fighting back, about staying focused, about being fearless because of the God who we believe in. Now if you don't believe in God, you might not appreciate this message or Let me rephrase that. This would be a good time to believe as you listen to this podcast. Because your life matters, your soul matters, where you're going, how you're getting there really, really matters. If it doesn't matter to you, it matters to God. And it should really matter to you because this is your life. This is your soul. So today we're talking about fighting back, staying focused, not staying focused in in the way the world says we should stay focused, but staying focused in God, with God, by God, so to speak, and just holding on to him, continuing to believe in him. And if you've never believed in him, starting to believe in him, so that you have divine courage, divine power, divine focus, divinely, so that you are divinely directed. The world is in a state of confusion. We are in a big mess and we need to know what to focus on. We need to know who to focus on. We need to know why. We focus on God because he is unchangeable, because he is steadfast, because he is merciful, because he is forgiving, because he has unconditional love for us. We can focus on other things, but those things will discourage us. They will disappoint us. Those things will will change on us. Those things will confuse us even further. So this is a time in our lives to figure out what our focus is going to be on, who our focus is going to be on and why. And once we make the decision, we then fight relentlessly. We then, we then fight fearlessly to stay focused on that thing or that person that we decide that we're going to focus on. I'm talking today about focusing on God, the almighty God, the God who never changes, the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's who I'm talking about because that's who my focus is because I want, and I'm sure a lot of you want, or a lot of you want to find out who this God is, what divine focus means, what his steadfast love means, what his divine direction means, what it means and feels like to live by faith and in faith and to do so fearlessly in him. No matter how overwhelmed you feel, stay focused and fight back and fight back fearlessly. No matter how rotten you feel, or how lost you are, or how lost you feel, 
how defeated you feel, how much of a failure you feel or think you are, what disappointments you have faced and have come your way, no matter how insecure you're feeling, no matter what your mistakes and missteps are, fight back, stay focused on God and fight back. It's a continuous battle because evil or the presence of evil is not going to allow you, does not want to allow you, will fight you tooth and nail so that you don't focus on God, so that you focus on other things. And that is how they get you. You remove yourself and your focus from the power that can defeat darkness. You remove your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body from the power that can protect you, that is your refuge, that is a rock that is higher than you, that knows and sees everything and everyone. That's what evil wants you to do, to remove yourself from that focus, from divine focus, and to focus on the things that are not solid ground, to focus on the things that will let you down, to focus on the things that will give you depression, to focus on the things and the people that will pull you down and pull the rug from underneath you. Good, bad, evil. Not not good, I'm sorry. Evil, bad, wickedness does not want you to focus on good, does not want you to focus on the good God does not want you to focus on the Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the door, who is the way, the true way. Does not want you to focus on the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth. Evil is not going to sit back and fold its hands and say, yes, please go ahead, focus on this God who will give you life and give you life abundantly. Evil will not sit back. Evil will fight you. They will try to blind your eyes. They will try to deafen your ears, weaken your body, destroy your faith, destroy your spirit so that you will not have the ability to discover who you really are in God. They want to destroy you so that you will not soar like an eagle. They don't want you to see how powerful you can be in God and through God and by God. They don't want you to know the divine purpose, divine plan, divine agenda, divine blueprint that God has for you. No, they want to subject you to darkness so that in seeing you do not see, in hearing you do not hear. They don't want you to, dis to discover the image and likeness of God in you and how God took the time to build your precious soul. You have to fight back. You have to figure out who you are in God. You have to figure out how God sees you and who you are in Him. You have to figure out the power that God has given you. You have to do the work. You apply your energy and time to so many other things and so many other people that are unstable. How about you take that and you apply it into finding God, into seeking Him, into discovering Him and discovering all that He has for you. And I tell you, it is a battle and you have to focus and you have to be fearless and you have to have faith because faith is what you give God to work on and to work with on your behalf. You have to believe. If you don't, then every wind of doctrine and theory will come and, 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 and bash you 
against every kind of rock, you name it. And your spirit will be broken. And when your spirit is broken, well, we know what happens. Death comes in. Death in so many ways. Mental death, spiritual death, emotional death, physical death. The point is, it, 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 you're, no, you're no longer able to function when evil takes over, when bad things take over, when bad people take over, when darkness takes over, you are unable to function the way you should be functioning in a divine realm where things are clear, where God is your God. And even when things are not clear, God takes over for you because even when you don't know he's working, he's working for you. So God does not throw in the towel and God does not want us to throw in the towel. He does not give in. It's not in his nature. He does not give up. It's not in his nature. And that's who he wants us to be. And he helps us to be that person who does not give in, who does not give up, who does not throw in the towel. He wants us to be people who fight back who are fearless, we are relentless, we push and we break through and we break out no matter what. You deserve to break through. You deserve to break out. You deserve to know how you are divinely built. You, did, you deserve to know who you are divinely. What is God's divinity in you? How did he build you? How did he form you? How did he make you? How can you activate that? You have to be fearless. You have to be thorough. You have to focus. And you have to keep your eyes on Him. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus. You have to keep your eyes on the Holy Spirit. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, right now do so. And just ask Him to take over your life to take over your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body. Stop looking back. Looking back will only imprison you. We can learn the lessons from the past, but looking back and staying in the past is never going to help us. That is not the way out. Don't become stagnant. Fight back. Ask God, what is the more? Where is the more? I always ask, who am I? Where am I going? Who should I be? Who do I want to be remembered as? Why? They're tough questions, but I ask them because they see me through the darkness. They see me through the challenges. They give me determination to do better, to become better, to seek God deeper. And I haven't always been faithful to God, but he has always been faithful to me. And so even in my mistakes, in my missteps, in my darkness, in whatever is tormenting me or challenging me at any given point, at some point I stop and I turn back to God. Whether I feel guilty or ashamed about something I did, at some point I turn back to him 
as ashamed, as, as, as guilty as I feel, as overwhelmed as I feel, as lost as I feel, no matter what the feeling is at that time, well, no matter what that situation or circumstance is at that time, I turn to him. He is my saving grace. So I'm talking to you about the God who I have walked with. I can't tell you about any other God. I do know that some of the other things that I dabbled in or tried to, you know, walk in failed. They seemed okay. They seemed good at the beginning. And as I got deeper, I was like, oh my goodness. I need to walk backwards and out of this. I should not, I will not continue to walk forward and continue to step into this. I need to step out. And the one true person I have found, the one true being I have found is God, is Jesus, is the Holy Spirit. And so fight, focus, break the chains, dust yourself up, shake off the self-pity. Defeat failure and fight back. You are so worth it. This is your life. This is your soul. In Philippians chapter 3, from verse 15 to verse 19. You know, Paul is talking to, um, I think, Timothy. And... He is saying to him that, let me make sure I have the right scripture here. Yes. Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 15. I'm reading from the Message Bible. He says, So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. Keep focused on the goal, my friend, my brother, my sister, on the goal that God has for you. Focus everything on the goal that God has for you. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. So if you're thinking about, you know you want to walk with God, you know you want to be with Him, you realize and recognize that nothing else is working, but there are other things that are distracting you. If you turn to God, those things that are distracting you, those things that are blurring your vision, God will clear them out of the way for you. Because sometimes we don't have the strength to clear out the things that are burdening us, the things that are distracting us. We've gone in too deep. But God is faithful to come in and clear our vision and make the goal clear to us so that we know what we're moving towards. And he'll be there with us every step of the way. He continues to say, now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. And this is why I'm speaking to us today. I'm speaking to myself as well. Stay on the right track. Keep your eyes focused on the goal that God has for you. Discover who you are in him. Discover what his goal is for you. And then stay on it fearlessly. 
Fight tooth and nail to stay. Fight with your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body, your emotions. Fight with your spirit. Fight in God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, the Bible says that when the battle is the Lord's, the victory is ours. Stay focused on him. He will keep us on the right track. And it continues to say, stick with me, friends. Keep track of those who you see running the same course, headed for the same goal. Keep track of those who you see running the same course, headed for the same goal. There are people, there are those of us, there are many of us, plenty of us, who are unashamed of God, unashamed of Jesus, unashamed of the Holy Spirit, and who have experienced them, and who know that they are true. It says, come in and stay focused with such people. Be friends with such people. Get to know such people. Stay on track with such people. Run the race. Stay on the course with such people. For we are headed for the same goal. It says there are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. There are many out there, many theories, many philosophies, many preachings, many teachings, many, many, millions, thousands, hundreds, so many people, so many things, setting other goals for your life. It's your job to make the right decision. It's your job to find out, to figure out who to follow. It's your choice who you follow. God never forces you. I certainly cannot force you. The Bible says that he will come and knock at the door of your heart. Whosoever opens, he will enter. When God knocks at the door of your heart as he is right now, during this podcast, will you open up and allow his goal to be your goal? Your goal to be his goal because you want him to take over. You want to be in the center of his will. You want to know what he who built you has for you. What is your goal in life? What is your goal on this earth? Who is your God? Who are you turning to? Many will try to distract you. He says, all they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross. But easy street is a dead end street. And that is why I ask, who is leading you? Who is giving you direction? Which goal? Whose goal do you want to fulfill? The goal that will lead you to dead end street? Or the goal that is in Christ Jesus? to eternal life, to things that are divine, to things that will last, to things that are steady and stable and steadfast. Which street do you want to be on? The street that God directs and leads, it's not easy, it's not popular, but it is stable. It'll keep you, it'll shield you, it'll hide you, it'll protect you, or... Do you want to be on dead end street that will lead you to destruction eventually? Bling bling, all that glitters is not gold. Soothsayers, saying the right thing, 
looking good, smelling good, looking suave, but leading your life to destruction. Oh God, who is who he is and is pure and straightforward, leading you on a path that is not a dead-end street, on a journey that is not a dead-end journey. Which will you choose this day? The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. The choice is always yours. It is a deliberate decision. Who will you focus on? What will you fight for relentlessly? Who will you fight with? Who will be on your side? Which God will be on your side? What kind of people will be on your side? What kind of people will you surround yourself with? It continues to say, those who live there, and that is those who live at the dead end street, will make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. All they can think of is their appetites, and that's why they end up on dead end street. All they think about is themselves. All they think about is what they can get out of you. All they think about is what they can benefit from you. All they think about is how they can eat you up. All they can think about is what they can take out of you because all they're thinking about is their own appetite. How can they feed on you? What do you have that they can feed on? Vultures. But God is not a vulture. God is not a vulture. God wants to give us life and life abundantly. God's appetite is to save us. God's appetite is to deliver us. God's appetite is to give us new life, to give us healing, to give us deliverance, to give us redemption. God's appetite is to save our soul. I'm talking about the God of the Bible. The Holy Spirit's appetite is to lead us into eternal life. The Holy Spirit's appetite is to lead us into life and life abundantly, into life that is not darkness and torment but into life that is light. Into life, into light that conquers the darkness. The Holy Spirit's appetite is to see us through the valley, take us to the mountaintop. The Holy Spirit's appetite is to give us direction, is to show us who we are in God and to give us the ability to live like that, to live in the image and the likeness that God has created us in. Not to harm us. God's appetite is not to harm us. God's appetite is not to wound and injure us or destroy us. That's not his appetite. His goal, his appetite is for us to discover who we are in him and to walk in that image and that likeness. That's his appetite. So the question is, what is your appetite? Because your appetite will determine where you go and how you end up and who you end up with and how you end up. If you read St. Philippians chapter 3, if you read um, the New International Version, in verse 19, it says, their destiny is destruction. 
Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Shame will be their glory. Is that what you want for yourself? Or do you want to move from glory to glory? As the Bible says, that is what God does for us. He moves us from glory to glory. But these people whose appetites is their bellies, their appetites is their self-centeredness, their appetite is to destroy others, to fool others, to deceive others. It says shame will be their glory. So what do you want your glory to look like? Dear friend, dear brother, dear sister, dear listener, what do you want your glory to look like? What do you want to be clothed with? Shame or glory to glory? Destruction or life abundantly? It matters who you choose to surround you. It matters who or what you worship. It matters who or what you lay your life down for or give your life to. Their appetite is self-centeredness. Their appetite is me, 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 the individual. And they'll do anything, eat from you anything to sustain who they are and what they are. And most likely, as we have all discovered, once they're done eating what they need to eat from you and their appetite is temporarily fulfilled because they've gotten something out of you, they drop you and keep it moving. But God never drops us. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So today, I want you to make the decision as you listen to this podcast to stay focused on God because his appetite is to bless you and not to destroy you. His appetite is to make sure that you don't end up on dead end street, that I don't end up on dead end street. That's God's appetite. In the Bible, in Psalm 18, verse 6, it says, Cry out to God in your distress. Psalm 18, verse 6, it says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. So again, who do you worship and who is your God? Can your God hear your cry? Can the thing that you worship hear your voice? Can he come or it come or she come, whatever it is, to your rescue? Some versions say, in my distress. Others say, I was in terrible trouble. Or in my trouble, in my suffering, in my affliction, when I was afflicted. In my adversity. He says, I called out. I cried out to my God for help. And from his temple, from where God is seated, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Can the thing or the person that you worship, can your cry come before them and into their ears? The Bible says that God is not deaf, that he cannot hear, that he will meet us at the point of our need, that our very thoughts he hears. So before you even open your mouth to cry out, he has already heard, he knows. 
There's a woman in the Bible that I truly admire, and you can find her story in Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22, or Luke chapter 8, verse 43 to 48, or Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34, and that's what I'm going to read from Mark 25, sorry, Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34. It says, a woman who had suffered a condition of hemorrhaging for 12 years, a long succession of physicians had treated her and treated her badly, taking all her money and leaving her worse off than before had heard about Jesus. She slipped in from behind and touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, if I can put a finger on his robe, I can get well. The moment she did it, the flow of blood dried up. She could feel the change and knew her plague was over and done with. That's the message version. The New International Version says, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. She focused, she fought back, she stepped through the crowd. She had been subjected to so much, to so many doctors, so many scientists, so many philosophers who had all kinds of theories and she grew worse. Her sickness, her plague, 12 years of bleeding, 12 years of hemorrhaging. She had tried everything. She had tried everyone. But she was determined to get well and to get well immediately. She was determined to stay focused and have her change come. She was determined to be healed. And she pressed in from the back. She pressed in from where she could in her shame, because I can't imagine how she had been shamed because of her ailment in those times. I can't imagine how they treated her. But she pressed in through the crowd, through thousands of people, thousands of challenges. She refused to sit in self-pity. She thought, one more try. I've heard about this Jesus. I've heard about this God. I've heard about this Holy Spirit. I've tried everything and everyone, all kinds of philosophy, theories, healing, soothsayers, preachers, teachers, everything I have tried. Let me try this Jesus. And she pressed through the crowd fearlessly and she focused. She was determined. She said, if I can just touch his robe, if I can just touch his garment. And the Bible says she pressed through and immediately the flow of blood dried up. Immediately the bleeding stopped. 
Where are you bleeding today, my friend? Where are you bleeding today, my brother, my sister? When a woman bleeds every month, it's supposed to last for just three days. Anything beyond three days is problematic. The three days alone is problematic, not to mention more than three days, not to mention 12 years of hemorrhaging. 12 years. It's a wonder that she is even still alive. It's a wonder she did not take her life. It's a wonder she stayed alive. She was determined. She stayed focused. What is your focus? As you bleed, as you hemorrhage today, what is your focus? Who is your focus? Whose garment are you going to touch? Whose robe are you going to touch? Fight back. Seek God. It's not the popular route, I know. It's not the popular way, I know. It's not the most popular journey, I know. But it is the wisest choice. It is a choice that would not lead you to a dead-end street, to a dead-end life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You're looking for so many things. You're looking for so much stuff. You're looking to people. You're looking for the right kind of people to come into your life. You're looking for the right kind of people to help you in this journey called life. You're looking for the right person to marry, the right people to do business with, the right people um, to associate with. Where are they? Who are they? What, what are the things you should be doing? What should you tap into? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek God first. Focus on Him. Fearlessly. Fight back. Stay zoned in on Him. And all these things, all these people will be added unto you according to God's plan, according to God's agenda, according to God's blueprint, so that you don't end up on dead end street. Fight back and don't end up on dead end street. Stay focused on God, on Jesus, on the Holy Spirit, so that you don't end up on dead-end street. Fight back and don't be afraid. Isaiah 43 verse 5 says, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. That is God talking. That is not me talking. That is not man talking. That is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit talking to us, to you and I. Fight back. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. The Bible calls God the God of angel armies. He's God and he has his angel army fighting for you right now, fighting for me right now. We might not see them. We might not see it happening. But they're fighting for us. And the Bible says when the battle is the Lord's, the victory is ours. So turn over your battle to God. Turn over your fights to God. Turn everything, how you're feeling, how you're not feeling, what happened, what didn't happen, everything to him. In Isaiah chapter 35 verse 4, 
It says, say to those who are fearful. So that's what I'm doing right now through this podcast. If you are fearful, the Bible says to me to say to you, to say to myself, say to those with, I'm sorry, Isaiah 35 verse 4. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. My goodness. God will come with all his power. He will come with all his glory. He will come with all his might to save you, to save me. He doesn't want us to end up on dead end street. He doesn't want us to live useless, insecure lives. He doesn't want our lives to be a waste of time. Call out to him. Cry out to him. He will come and he will come with vengeance on your behalf. He will come with divine retribution just to save you, just to save me. The Almighty God Himself. In Jeremiah 29, verse 3, He says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Seek God. You know, even the times when I haven't sought God with all my heart, He has shown up. And He has shown up with vengeance. I didn't know when or how He would show up, but He always did. And so now I'm convinced that. He might not show up how I want him to, when I want him to, but there's no question that he will show up. Have faith. Even if it's a little faith, have faith. Believe. Stay focused. Stay zoned in on God. Hold on to him. The rock that is higher than you, the rock that is unshakable, stay anchored in him. Fearlessly, and fight back fearlessly. And you fight back by, by staying in him and holding on to him and allowing him to fight your battle. Because when he fights your battle, he can't and will not lose ever. He is God all by himself. In Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3, it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. God will keep your mind in perfect peace when you trust in Him. He will keep your mind in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on Him. He will keep your mind in perfect peace when you trust in Him. Isaiah 26 verse 3. So keep your mind stayed on Him. Seek Him first. Seek the kingdom of God first and all its righteousness. And all other things will be added unto you. Remember that God's appetite is to see you have life and have life abundantly. Fight back. Stay in Him. Stay focused in Him. God will come back. He will come for you. He will come to you. And He will come and save you with vengeance and with divine retribution. Not just, div- not just retribution, but divine retribution. He will come to save you for sure. So what is your terrible trouble? What is your suffering? What is your affliction? What is your adversity? Stay focused on Him. Stay focused on Him. 
and allow him to lead you to the street that is not a dead end street. Allow him to lead you to life abundantly. Allow him to lead you into life that is not destructive. God's appetite is not to destroy you. God's appetite is to save you. Stay focused on God. Do not fear. As you stay focused on him, he gives you perfect peace. God bless you. God bless you. Who is your God? What can your God do for you? This God that I tell you to stay focused on will save you with divine vengeance, divine retribution, and will lead you to a street that is full of life and life abundantly. You are worth it. Your soul is worth it. But it matters who you focus on. It matters what you focus on. I pray that you focus on this God who is the way, on this Jesus who is the way, the truth and the light, on this Holy Spirit who will guide you and lead you in the path of truth, in the path of purity. When I say purity, I mean that purity, I mean that his path is pure. It will lead you into truth. He will not lie to you and destroy you. His appetite is not to eat you up. His appetite is to have you move from glory to glory to glory. Remember that. Remember that. God bless you. God keep you. God give you the wisdom to make the choice to allow him to follow the crowd that leads you into to follow him and to be with the crowd that leads to glory to glory from glory to glory god give you the wisdom to turn away from the crowd and the trends that lead to a dead end street god give you the courage to turn away from the crowd whose only appetite is to eat up what they can from you be careful, dear friend. Be careful. The choice is yours. And it's a deliberate choice. You decide. Not God, not me. You decide. God bless you. I thank you for listening. God keep you. God surround you. As you call out to him, may God come with a vengeance on your behalf. May he come with divine retribution to save you. Take his path. Tap into the journey he has for you. Tap into the goals that he has for you in Christ Jesus. So that your life does not lead to a dead end street. So that your life does not lead to a dead end street. The Holy Spirit empower you. Jesus save you. Jesus save me. Holy Spirit empower me. God our Father fight for us in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Remember the choice is yours. The decision is yours. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for being here.
God bless you.